We're excited to be back. We have a great show lined up. It's clobbering time on the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. Let's go. All right, we are the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast, brought to you by Media Junkies. You can catch up on all of our previous episodes in our archive. Some of the news may be outdated, but the jokes are still on point. We are Media Junkies Wrestling Podcast, but you can also catch Michael and I on our flagship podcast called Fanboy Fight Club. This is basically nerds arguing over nerdy shit. It's a lot of fun, so check it out if you haven't already. Just search by the name and subscribe. I want to apologize to anyone who enjoys listening to this show. Um, I wasn't really sure how many that was, as a matter of fact. But after doing some, uh, for you know, basically we took a little bit of time off, just to kind of the holiday season, things were busy. But had I known that at the time we were uh, trending on the Apple Podcast charts at number forty-seven in the wrestling category, and that there were a lot of people that listened and liked our show then maybe we wouldn't have taken such a, a long hiatus. So I do apologize. I want to give a big out to uh, a big shout out to Smart Henry of X Smarts the Spot podcast for bringing that to our attention and getting me hooked up with how I can chart that and stuff like that. So I really appreciate that. But uh, but yeah, so we were gone for about a what about a month, but now we're back. So I guess we were a little bit more popular than I thought. So <laughs> so I've proven two things to me. One. <laughs> that you're bad at your job, and two, that all of our listeners are nothing but numbers to us. That's, you're welcome. That, that, that's not true, because first and foremost, I want to thank everybody. We appreciate those who listen to the show, and we want to hear from you. So tweet at us, at LiveYourGimmick, that's L-I-V-Y-O-U-R-G-I-M-M-I-C-K. M-O-U-S-E. There we go. I was waiting for it. It was just a little bit late. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, not only can you comment on the show, but you can also leave us a five-star rating. If you don't know by now, my name is Jason. I am the self-proclaimed voice of Media Junkie. We're all back this week. First, my best friend. Uh, he and I toasted the new year with a little bit of the bubbly. He's a guy you went on your team for WWE Trivia Night. He is our historian, Kevin. What's going on, man? No, I'm all right. And it's a little bit of the bubbly. There we go. You do it better than I do. <laughs> All right. So also another friend I got to see for the holidays. He had a Christmas card that said, holy shit, you showed up. So my fellow, one of my fellow fanboys and our resident snark, Michael, how you doing? I feel like I, I did not get anywhere near as good of an intro, but I'm doing okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was pretty good. It's kind of well, like when it starts uh-huh. with my best yeah. friend and my the guy you were on your trivia team. <laughs> the greatest guy in the world. Kevin Weekly, and, like, and then there's Mike. I totally, I totally, I totally Jamar slash West your intro. I'm sorry. I will, yeah, I'll you really fix, did. I will fix that next week. I promise. Better. All right. So since we've been gone, we wanted to recap some of the things that have been going on, some of the things that have been trending over the past couple of weeks in the world of professional wrestling. And then on top of that, I want to do something kind of fun afterwards and do some bold predictions for 2K uh, for 2020 because really like all the other podcasts that I've seen or listened to are all talking about like the, you know, awards for this awards for that. Like, you know what, let's do something a little bit different. 
Let's get a little bold. Let's put some down on paper. Let's make some predictions that we think are going to happen. And then uh, we'll kind of see as the year goes on how they unfold. But let's start by recapping some things. So we left off where we left. (laughs) (laughs) We're off to a great start. Yeah, we are off to a great start. (laughs) Where we last left you, uh, we we had an episode that was all about Daniel Bryan being skull fucked by the fiend, right? Right, Mike? Damn right. He fucked the shit out of Daniel Bryan's Mm -hmm. face. But that led to the return of the American Dragon look for Daniel Bryan. So how are we feeling about that? I mean, I guess if I got skull fucked to the point where my hair was ripped out, you don't really have much choice. All right. All right. He cut the beard, though, too. So it was a complete, complete transformation. Oh, yeah. His beard was all sticky afterwards. Oh, God damn. You can't shampoo that. <laughs> We're totally in yeah. off the rails at this point. Re- really hard to, you know, keep it clean when, you know, you expect <laughs> something like that's going to happen. So he's just figuring, <laughs> joke's on you. It's not going to happen to me again. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, no. <laughs> damn. All right. Oh, man. That took a turn. So trying, to, trying to put this. Trying to put this into perspective. Now, we not only is it that that old school look for Daniel Bryan, but the Yes movement has all back. So this has been kind of a transformation in the character away from the uh, the vegan warrior. I know Kevin, that was your favorite incarnation of Daniel Bryan. Yeah, whatever. So how do you feel that? How do you feel that we have the baby face Yes movement Daniel Bryan back? I mean, I'm cool with it. It's I, I don't I don't think we got it. It just it just shows. I think we talked about many times, like just like you know, like a Chris Jericho, how great Daniel Bryan is, how he can just go back and forth, back and forth. Which we said when he was heel, we figured it was just a matter of time before he was going to be a face again. So I'm fine with it. Uh, okay. It's, I I do like. I think we should bring up though, like with his match against Bray Wyatt, like just how great he is. He comes yeah. out as Mister Rogers. You know, Bray Wyatt, and it was it was fucking brilliant. His entrance, waving to everybody, and yeah, you know, yeah. just all smiling and jumping up on the announcers table. And, hey, how's it going? You know, I, I I thought that was fucking brilliant. And he literally had no offense in that match either. I mean, it was just Miz basically beating the shit out of him for what fifteen twenty minutes that they had. Mm-hmm. But and and he and he had the crowd in the palm of his hand until Brian showed up. Mm-hmm. And in the end, he still looked good because even though he got that beat down from Brian, like it, it, Brian didn't like finish him off, didn't finish the job, like he right. disappeared. So, um, I like I like how like when he's Mister Rogers, he's got you know the blueberry belt, and then when he's right. the king, he's got his you know sixty five hundred dollar belt. Yeah, <laughs> the sixty five hundred dollar or, or six thousand, however much. Yeah. I like it. It's like the new version of the million dollar belt. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, what about though, like going back to that? So, what about having the the image of the fiend being on the Titan Tron during the match, like almost like egging (laughs) him on, like, oh, you need to like finish him off. Like, what do you think about that? Like, oh, now the fiend and Bray Wyatt in two different places at at the same time. I mean, it's not it's not quite the warrior looking at his palms of his hands you know speaking to the the gods but it's pretty sweet okay Mike what do you think yeah I have to agree Uh, I I completely forgot about like 
didn't think to compare him to Warrior, but no. yeah, it, no, it's like, I, I, I definitely nor, enjoyed nor it. Nor should we, nor should we, but. <laughs> Oh my gosh! All right. Bray, I don't think Bray Wyatt's ever been, been blown up by the time he's gone through the entrance <laughs> yeah. to the ring. So, speaking of, of like, and this is kind of completely off topic, but did you guys watch AEW last week? Uh, no, mm, some of it, yeah, I did. But also, Cody wait, wrote, I Cody thought wrote... AEW wasn't on last week because it was a holiday. No, and it was they were on, like, well, we I meant this past off. week, like a couple days ago. It wasn't on on. They weren't was, on. Yeah, this the set was cool. It was set up differently. Yeah, it was like uh, right outside. Like, wasn't it like by the Jaguars Stadium or something like that? Mm. It was. Re- it was real weird. It, it was almost like an outdoor kind of look to it. Yeah, they weren't on Christmas Day, but they were on New Year's Day. Oh, okay. So, but they, there's a match between. Off. There's a match between Darby Allen and uh, or Dar- yeah, Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes, and uh, Cody blew Darby Allen up in like the first five minutes of the match. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can. Tell, did you that. catch that? I heard about. That, <laughs> like yeah. he totally did. Like, totally, could tell that he did. It was so obvious. Like it's like, I mean, Darby Allen seems like a guy that's in pretty decent shape. But yeah, Cody totally just blew him the fuck up like right away. <laughs> but anyway, all right. So <clears throat> that's a little off topic. But back to uh, back to TLC. So TLC actually had some pretty pretty fun matches in it. I, I thought the whole overall the show was decent. Um. You know, we were recording Fanboy Fight Club during the main event, so I wasn't paying as close of attention to it as I probably should. I thought there were some fun spots in it, but I think it kind of took a turn. I think uh, Mikey brought this up when when Kyrie Sane kind of uh, got a little KO'd. Yeah. So and, uh, Becky had to basically show that she uh, really is the man and, and fucking rolled her under the ring since the the refs wouldn't do anything about it and. Basically, had Oscar and Charlotte finish the match, and yeah, it was it was an interesting way well, to finish the pay per view. Well, especially yeah. like the backlash Charlotte got. They're like, "You're supposed to be like a you know." People are saying you're supposed to be a ring general. Like, how did you not know she was out? Because when she went to spear her, she mm-hmm. took it. She took the bump so bad, and then like Charlotte like slapped her in the face. Yeah, like, like Charlotte what, was like what getting the, frustrated. Yeah, yeah, she's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And then when she picked her up from the power bomb, like that was that was literally all Charlotte. Like, because Kyrie saying that definitely at that point had no fucking clue where she was at. Right. And Charlotte just literally like he womaned her <laughs> up through that table. So. And there was a point in time too where she, he, she didn't. She like she got in the ring. And she ran away mm-hmm. from something. So I think she like I don't think she knew exactly where she was or what was going on, but she like ran away. And I was like, because I'm sitting here, I'm watching out in the corner of my eye while recording the show, and I'm like, why is she running away? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty but crazy. Knowing what we know after the match, it made perfect sense. All right. So, and then uh, that kind of brings us into. You know, talking about Becky, uh, Kevin, you had some good points about the uh, the Asuka and Becky feud. Like, you kind of like where they're going with that? Yeah, I just like, um, I just think Becky's, like, her kind of, like, backstage, like, one-on-one interviews have been uh, pretty good as far as this build. And it hasn't been, like, a year-long build, but the fact that it, it's kind of making Asuka look like a possible legitimate threat of defeating her. Not saying she will, but where their history was and how Oscar made her 
you know, tap out last year to win the title. So I'm very intrigued by this and the match they're going to have. So, you know, Mike, I'll I'll ask you this because you you tend to like kind of, um, I guess, base some of your opinions this way. So how do you feel about Becky kind of using the um, the excuse that the uh, the powers that be or the the back office doesn't want her to face Asuka because she's like the golden goose and like bringing that part into the storyline? Do you think that's do you think that's something that that works or do you think it's more something that that, that just kind of stupid? Um, it it's very hit or miss. I feel like the problem is that it's almost becoming like a ongoing crutch for Becky because that was like her th- whole thing leading up to the the man gimmick and then winning at Mania and all that was that the you know the powers the be always held me down I had to earn my way to the top and it's like we get it Dan or Brian calm down um, <laughs> I love Becky to death and like the man thing is awesome like that fucking night when she got her nose broken she just stood there like a badass in the crowd like she solidified that she is is definitely uh, not someone to fuck with, but I, I feel like they should probably try to like. I get that they they like leaning into the fact that the crowd and well, I guess not the crowd, but the the fans are like, oh, well, they're holding so and so down, or they aren't giving so and so a chance, or they're pushing so and so because they're doing whatever and they're kissing Vince's ass or something like that, and like. Yeah, work with what you have, but it's almost being overdone at this point. Cause how many storylines have we had in like the past like year to two years that have revolved around like someone being held down or someone having a rocket strapped to them by the the Vince McMahon and the powers to be? Like, I don't know. Maybe they should get hire some writers who can tell good stories instead of just recycling the same old shit. Yeah. All right, fair enough. You agree with that, Kev? I do a little bit, yeah. All right, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So, yeah, I mean, I, at least there's something coming out because I, I think there's been a lot of points made lately about how they're they're the women's the women's division has kind of gotten a little bit stale. So I, I like this feud because it seems like it's it's bringing it up a little bit. I also like what they're doing on SmackDown with Lacey Evans and and um, you know, kind of ch- going up and challenging. Um, Sasha and Bailey, and you know the whole thing where they kind of involve Lacey's daughter. Who, man, that girl looks like she's ready to be a WWE superstar in a couple of years. I mean, she's got the facials, she's got the uh, the attitude down. Like that was freaking hilarious. I don't know if you guys saw that or not, but she was like, "Yeah, I saw the, the weird like growling at Sasha." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty good. So I like that. Um, I know we talk a little bit about how the, um, you know, you know, usually we do like a hot cold segment. I will say like, I think raw has gotten a lot better over the past few weeks. I think the storylines have been, have been really good outside of the, the Lashley Lana one, but honestly, oh that's my God. why is it still going on? It's, 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 it's going to keep going on probably till at least mania. I bet. Oh, my so God. fucking now, stupid. It's going to be like a mixed tag match with Rusev and Morgan versus those two now, and it's just. Which I, I, can we I just take say, a second to say, talk about the how the biggest fucking waste of Liv Morgan ever uh, is putting uh, her in the fucking middle of this shit show? 
But like if you look like, back to if you look back to the vignettes that she had though, it all makes sense that it was leading up to this. Like I, I yeah, everybody I get had that, this but like <laughs> God. I mean damn, you're right. Like, you're why? gonna you're you're gonna end 2019 on a horrible talk about recycled, horrible recycled <laughs> shit from the attitude <laughs> era that wasn't even that great the oh my only god thing they I had just... so many weddings back then it was ridiculous uh, <laughs> but but like the only i say the only thing i thought was okay out of it was like lana's like performance like at the end kind of like after she got the cake smashed in her and shit like yeah. that that to me was okay but yes to mike's point a waste with fucking Liv Morgan. Like you could, it could be anything. Yeah. <laughs> they could have fucking made her sister Abigail. Like, come yeah. on now. Like, so many different things they could have done to repackage her. Instead, let's go. She came and interrupted the wedding because you know why? Why end a decade of Raw on a strong note? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but why not? I, I know that. I mean, the beginning I mean, of Raw was decent you... with Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe and all that and that brawl. That was great. I thought that Dude, was. I thought that was Samoa really Joe. good. Samoa Joe had me ready to go out and fight somebody. Like, the intensity that he had. like, And he didn't just, like, guide, I don't know if it was Akam or Razar, into the barricade. Like, he fucking threw him into that shit. Like, he was, like, so jacked up. Like, he was, like, he was like Triple H when he returned from his quad. Like, he, he looked like he could go, like, run a mile in, like, 10 seconds or something. I mean, he was, he was so hyped. I was like, damn, all right, Joe, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. But yeah, I mean, and I, I saw a, a uh, I saw some, somebody posted something on social media that the first raw of the decade was the reconciliation between Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart in the middle of the ring, and that's how that ended. And the last raw of the decade ends with this fucking wedding. <laughs> and, and can I just and the fact that you just mentioned that, can I just go ahead and just do our little history lesson right now that Go a decade ago that was today january 4th 2010 i know what you're say. saying yep huh i know what you're gonna say but go oh, on it was, it, was, it was the reconciliation of Bret oh Hart. i think you're gonna talk about something else that i saw never mind uh, oh oh uh, what were you oh yeah go ahead yeah you finish what you're saying well, that was January fourth. That was also remember TNA went the Monday nights to start restart the Monday night war. It was January fourth, okay, yeah. two thousand ten. So we'll just get the history lesson out of the way. There so, you go. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you brought that up, I just realized. Oh yeah, today's January fourth. That was that day. Perfect. Yeah. All right, you go well, ahead, Mike. What was your? <laughs> yeah, well, what was um, yours? So I'm not sure how accurate mine was because it was on Instagram, but oh jeez. Um, <laughs> Now, now I'm googling it to see when it happened. Nope, it was okay. So it was the finger poke of doom. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah. January 4, nineteen ninety-nine. Yep. Huh. Amazing. Yes, it, yes, it was. The finger poke of doom. Never mind. And also, people, please ignore if you can hear my dog barking in the background. <laughs> no, they probably can't hear over you, like cutting out every five seconds, anyway. So. <laughs> Oh, am I really cutting out really bad? They're like, is that dog barking? Or is he just like unplugging his headset and plugging it back in while he talks? Oh, I didn't realize I was cutting out. You guys haven't told me. 
Well, we try not to interrupt you in the middle of a podcast because it's not professional. We are top 50 yeah. podcasts, so we are very professional. We don't talk That's about true. Batista's dick or getting face-fucked under the ring. Yeah, or, have, <laughs> or you know, having to shave our beard because we don't want dried-up jizz in it from being face-fucked and all that. So, Yeah. Oh, Jason probably missed that, did he? No, yeah. I, I heard the majority of that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and speaking of all getting better, and this kind of goes back to TLC because they stole the show there, but you can literally give me Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy every fucking week, and I will eat that, eat that shit up. I mean, they have had two of the best matches I've seen in probably the last couple of years on TLC and Raw. I agree with that, especially their Raw match. Yeah. and yeah, it was even- I liked Alistair Black when he was in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <no>. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of in the closet, how about uh, Lars? <laughs> you are welcome for that segue. <laughs> oh wow! Well. This is so, not wait. the time to segue to that, but we might as well have a little sidebar on that. So, so wait, yeah. I, I, I might be on the loop on this. Is this a legit shoot? That he is? Oh yeah! Somebody posted. Okay. Somebody posted a, a clip of the video on social media. I did watch it. The guy looked. The guy of is, is Lars Sullivan. <laughs> It wasn't anything, there was nothing like the, it wasn't actually a, a porn, like there was no sex going on. It was just two guys on a bed and they were like flirty, touching each other and stuff like that. But the one is definitely Lars Sullivan. So he had those homophobic, racist tweets and stuff like that. But apparently he doesn't mind a little bit of dick now and again. Not that there's anything wrong oh. with that. I mean, it's, a, yeah, I mean, it's. Well, maybe he uh, should have a rivalry with The Fiend. God, <laughs> so he can yeah. You know, maybe he'll shave off that stupid goatee. Oh, Jesus. No, he might. He might want to keep it. He might like yeah. it, you know. No, <laughs> that was that was another big news thing. But hey, uh, going back to to Raw though, we'll, we'll, let's get away from Lars. So I just Talk, you know, yeah, talking about Raw, it, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Back to, back to Raw. So I I don't know if you guys noticed or not, but through the gimmick minute Twitter at Live Your Gimmick, I did tweet out a question. And it actually got a lot of traction on it. It actually got like 14,000 views. It got retweeted and liked a bunch. But basically, I asked, uh, how would you feel if at the end of the storyline, they made Aleister Black and Buddy Murphy a tag team? Because at first, I was thinking like, oh, my God, that's where they're going with this. It's going to be the bar 2.0. And I was going to like lightweight shit on it. But then I started to think about it. I was like, you know what? I don't think I would mind that. And then I kind of was like, so then I just kind of put the question out there and tons of people were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, give me that. There was a few people that were like, no, fuck that. But there was most, most people seemed to like really well receive that. So I wanted to ask you guys how you thought about that. Like, what if they just made these guys a tag team? Like they have a best of series, like maybe not a best of series, but they, you know, they eventually end up kind of together. What do you think? The only way I'm okay with it is if, there's an open challenge for the tag team titles, and Alistair comes on to the, the Titan Tron in the closet, and he's like, I'm just waiting for a tag team partner to knock on my door. And then <laughs> Buddy Murphy knocks on his door. Okay. Only way I'm okay with it. Only way you're okay with it. All right, Kevin, what about yep. you? I mean, you already got so many tag teams that don't do that much as it is, so I'd rather them just keep facing each other i guess okay. i don't know <laughs> all right i mean it's fair I, enough. I do like, think I... it's funny though that they like don't know what to do with Aster black so like they put him in a hodgepodge tag team of ricochet which went nowhere and then they put him just in the closet until they could find someone that he could have good matches with that people won't like be pissy about 
and and that's just been like his his main roster career so far. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I mean, I I, I think this rivalry's been really good. I think it's done a lot for both guys. I think they've they've really kind of raised the bar a little bit. Speaking of a couple of people that have raised the bar, nice little segue there too, right? So uh, on the NXT brand, we've had a couple of people kind of be standouts, starting with the Survivor Series and and moving on, and that's uh, that's Keith Lee and Rhea Ripley. So Rhea Ripley became the NXT Women's Champion, took out Shayna Baszler, and then you got Keith Lee, who's just basically the king of all gifts, that just basically is the gift that keeps on giving. That's some top 50 joke right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, we, we suddenly went to like number 455. <laughs> right, yeah. We're we're not charting at the moment. This is not gonna get us back there. But uh anyway, so so I don't know. What do you guys think? Like Keith Lee, like that's a guy that uh, I think is going to eventually be an NXT champion. Or do you think he gets pulled to WWE before he gets that far? It's it's really hard to say because with especially like how like hot he is right now, I could easily see Vince be like, no, we need to put him on like SmackDown or something to get ratings up for Fox. But at the same time, the like the main two rosters don't seem to know how to handle big dudes. So I feel like he'd just turn into another big show, Braun Strowman, like the fans love him, but they don't really do anything of importance with him. They give you a little bit of a dick tease here and there where they're like, Oh, he might go for the title. Oh no, he's not. He's just going to go dress up in a diaper. Like (laughs) it's, it's, it's kind of, (laughs) yeah, I I saw, I saw that, like I saw that ad. I don't know how many times on Instagram. (laughs) I know, right? Like, every time I'm like, oh, there's Big Show in a diaper again. Oh, my God. Um, this, if you ever find the podcast with him on uh, Talk is Jericho, and he talks about that, about being Baby New Year, oh, my God, is the funniest fucking thing you ever listen to. I've, he talk, I've heard that. Is he, pretty he, he talks about how he, he's like, I, I could just imagine, you know, Vince is behind, he's in a dark room, and he's watching me dance around. He's like, yeah. Yeah, dance around, you big fat son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. shit in the diaper. <laughs> like he said, like this is a dark room. This, this is a dark room, probably jacking off. Going, yeah, no, shit in the diaper, shit in the diaper. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, yeah, so I, 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 I hope he stays as, on XT. Yeah. No, as far as Keith Lee, if, if they're gonna really do something with him and make him, you know, legit, whatever. Have him beat Brock Lesnar and be the WWE yeah. champion. Just fuck it. Just you might. Ooh. You, got, you got no fucking chance. There's a bold wow. prediction for you. Yeah, J- Keith, Kevin's Keith, jumping off into the bold predictions. Keith, <laughs> oh man, you know I mean? I, I'm sick of not having a fucking champ, a WWE champion or a champion around. I know we got the theme, but the Universal Title is a fucking shit show of a title. I'm sorry, and you know, like WWE Championship is the championship, and it's fucking. A wash right now like you know we want to talk about who we think you know could be top title you know holders this year or who's a new title holder honestly right now i mean correct me if i'm wrong who gives a fuck about any of the titles in the wwe right now because i don't think you yeah. know what i mean like there doesn't seem like any legitimate like big time outside of maybe the the women's championships or especially like the raw championship right now I mean, there's not really 
any kind of like yeah, one team or hunger for a championship. Women's, I would say the women's championship on both brands probably has the most. Uh, I do like the fact that Andrade is now the U.S. champ. I mean, I, I kind of like that they put that on him. I, I'm curious to see what he can do with that title. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Intercontinental Championship at this point on Nakamura has just gotten stale. Um, I mean, but you look at like... They, they just don't f- feature it enough. With, without the Universal Champion on SmackDown every week, they should be featuring the Intercontinental Championship as, in more importance than what it is. I mean, you look at like when, when Austin was WWE Champion, like when he turned bad and aligned himself with Vince McMahon. I mean, my God, this guy wants to be WWE Champion so bad that he has to align himself with a guy he hates more than anybody just so he can win. You know, somebody like that, something like that, like Triple H. Triple H wanted to be the world heavyweight champion so bad that he would do dastardly, you know, vicious things. That That's something I want. That's something that we need. And I don't see that really with any of the championships. And it goes back to what you said before, Jason. Fuck, the titles are just props. And, and really, they, right. you know, it shouldn't be. Yeah, it should be, but they shouldn't I, I think they, I think that I think they're finally trying to build other types of storylines that aren't revolving around the title. So I think they've kind of like it's almost like uh you know my work sometimes like when we're when we're struggling in one metric we overcompensate in that metric and then kind of forget about the stuff that we were doing well then. So I think I think that might be kind of like what they did like they're overcompensating for the fact that they haven't had great storylines. And now they're trying to over over pivot by coming up with all these new storylines, but then they're kind of like, "Oh shit, we forgot about the titles. We need to still make those important too." Yeah. I think that's kind of like they just got to find that balance. Yeah, I just. I uh, I'm sorry, I missed not... that last part. T Pain, what was that? <laughs> I said they just have to find a balance. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it funny now. Oh shit. Cause now you're, you're, you're instead of just like cutting out, now you're getting like that auto tune. I want you out of my head. Just have to find a balance. My bed. <laughs> I don't know what's going. on. my connection. It keeps, oh it keeps man, you gotta got turn off. You gotta go yeah. onto your iPad and turn off Lars Sullivan's video. Yeah, no, it's, it's using dra- bandwidth. It's, it's, la- it's lagging your uh, megahertz. Oh my god, <laughs> my man. <laughs> you gigawatts. I need to re- re- reset up my entire basement so I can hard hardwire my computer into the into the mode. Probably a good idea. Video. That would probably be a smart <laughs> thing that you know someone who does a podcast that's in the top fifty would do. You would think so. Mike, we need to find Jason one of those auto tune microphones. <laughs> like, all right, you're, I want you to record the next episode <laughs> entirely. Nothing but this, but we wouldn't have to because his connection's so bad that it does it for us. Oh my gosh! All right, so you know, and, and sticking with Raw, I know we we kind of touched on a little bit, and the the Bobby Lashley and Lana thing has just gotten way out of control. Yeah, just a smidgen. Uh, yeah, but, but at the same time, though, it, it's almost been kind no, of there's no funny. Butt. There's no but. Yeah. It is yeah. fucking garbage. <laughs> yeah, garbage. It doesn't need to be on television. It should have ended three months ago, let alone <laughs> never started. And it should never have wasted the return of Liv Morgan on this garbage. 
And what's funny, I think it started like three months ago. So yeah. it should have ended. <laughs> so, but Mike, you made a good point. You like the Otis and Mandy storyline better. Oh, 100%. Like, that, that's, that's, that's comedic gold. You've got this weird fat guy who for months just, like, shows up behind people and goes, Ooh, yeah! <laughs> and, and now you've got arguably probably one of the, like, most stereotypical hot female wrestlers on the roster who's, like, bringing him ham and, like, just, like, awkwardly flirting with him and he gives her hugs and he sweats all over her and like that's that's fucking funny that's that's entertaining and it's not taking up huge segments it's literally just little things here and there like that's how you get like that like some sort of weird love angle to work you don't fucking shoehorn in some dude that you fucking stole from tna and in that you don't know what to do with you just took him because people liked him at the time and you shoehorn him in to a fucking couple's marriage because you've benched them for fucking forever because they've ruined so many storylines that you've put them in and they've fucking constantly trying to get themselves over and you don't like that. And it, no, just fucking Otis and Mandy is, is the is the number one couple in WWE today. I'm, I'm just, that's my hot take. Oh my God. When you just, when you did the, Oh yeah. I think of when he did that one time and graves like, Oh, what, what? Oh, now he thinks he's the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 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 My, my, my favorite Rose. is Mandy during Rose. the, uh, <laughs> my favorite is during the moment of bliss when he like, before they had like actually debuted heavy machinery on the main roster, mm-hmm. when he just kind of roams out while she's interviewing Paul Heyman, they both kind of just like look back at him. He's just like sitting there muttering to himself. Then he walks up and just stares at Alexa bliss and then does the, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> 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 and this, like, I like that guy. I don't know who the fuck he is, but I like that guy. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. Yeah, it was good. All right, so I I know you've been kind of uh, speaking of a, another kind of uh, on screen relationship that's kind of started. We got uh, we got Seth in the AOP. What what do you think about that storyline? They they kind of pivoted where I I I'll be honest. I like what Seth did with this by saying that we forced him into it. Like this wasn't the plan, but you know this is what we all thought was going to happen. So I'm just going to roll with it, and this is going to be what's happening. I mean, J&J security got jacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and very, very, uh, never mind. Anyway. Um, wow. Um, <laughs> jacked and something that rhymes with it, but. Um, oh. Um, oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> nothing. Um, I like it. I like it because I just, I just think Seth's more comfortable as a heel so oh yeah. definitely that's where he's I at I, home man. I, I, I don't know where he's up what's up with his black glove on his right hand like oh i'm a heel now so i gotta wear this fucking black glove you know <laughs> you know so but um yeah i mean maybe he's just a, a heel michael jackson yeah i guess so <laughs> I mean, I like, like the, I like the Ray. Are you okay? The... Are you okay? Are you okay, Ray? <laughs> <laughs> I... 
I do like the look though with the leather jacket and like the he he has kind of changed up his he's not coming out in his ring gear all the time and stuff like that. I, I like that. I think he's uh I think he's kind of embraced the role. It's it's been fun to watch. And I, I kinda I, I kinda like Kevin Owens too, you know, basically just coming out and being like, All right, I know I know you guys are gonna come out and kick my ass, but I'm taking you down with me. And then the um the uh promo that he and Samoa Joe cut in the locker room afterwards, that was like old school wrestling right there. Like that old school style, like, you know, well, we're, you know, we, we, you know, we may not, not always see eye to eye, but we respect <laughs> each other. So we're going to team up and we're going to, we're going to fuck you guys up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, I liked it. And I like how, like, before they came, before they came to interview him, they were talking and Joe was like, so we'll get him in the parking lot. Then we could take him out. And like, he was like planning a strategy on how they can attack these guys. I thought that was great. I like, I like the wiping of the sweat and <laughs> throwing it right in the security officers. Face. Yeah. <laughs> such a dick move. <laughs> I still love how Joe got dragged into all this where he was just like, I ain't fucking moving from this spot. If I yeah. stand up, I'm whooping your yeah. ass. Yeah. 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 That was great. I mean, and it's it just like, and that's just Samoa Joe in a nutshell. Like, as much as, as good as he is in commentary, he's not ready for that role yet. He's not, he's not Taz who has a, a stack of dimes for a neck and has to has to st- sit out of wrestling and stuff like that. Like he is, he is still as good as he's ever been in the ring and as good as he's ever been on the mic. I mean, there's no reason that Samoa Joe needs to take a commentary seat right now. I mean, as much as I'd hate to give them credit, part of me almost feels like that was just like the plan. Was yeah. There put I think it was on, too. on commentary just to lead up to that moment. And like, I, I hate, giving them that much credit just because everything else they do is so terrible. Like the wedding of Bobby Lashley and Lana. And (laughs) yet they can come up with fucking ingenious shit like that. Where they're like, we're going to have set this shit up months in advance where Smojo is going to be, have his ass parked at a fucking desk, making people like me be like, fuck you WWE. How dare you do this to Samoa fucking Joe. And, And then they fucking give him a great moment like that where he's like, if I stand up, I'm whooping your ass. And he fucking put up a hell of a fight. Yeah. And it's good for AOP, too. I, I like this role that they... Yeah, did, they needed but... something different than what they had. That's... that's I, I completely agree. I, I agree with CM Punk, though, man. They made... that Once you fucking wrestle in, in suits, it's just pretty much... You, you've just fucked yourself. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's all you're going to get to wrestle in for the next six months. Yeah, and that's got to be horrible. Yeah, yeah. Book and Booker T. Every time you fuck one up, they they replace it for you. So, yeah. <laughs> and that's also like see a bug says. I brought this up with Kevin when I saw him over New Year's, but um, when Kevin Owens did that somersault into the big pile of guys, CM Punk tweeted out something like, "Can we leave this in the the last decade? Can we not have a big group of guys?" piled up in the ring just for somebody to jump on top of them anymore because this is getting yeah. a lot of hand. <laughs> like it's just it's different if it's like one dude or like a tag team, but like it's happened so much where it's like here's like ten dudes that are just casually waiting holding each other to be a fucking safety net to catch some fat motherfucker who's jumping off the top rope. Like <laughs> now I will say though that one made more sense. So that was actually definitely that at least they were like holding Akam and Razor back, so there was more of a reason for there to be that big, big pile. And Kevin didn't really like 
sell it. He just climbed up and jumped off. So it wasn't like he, you know, it, it didn't seem as planned as some of the other ones. Like yeah, that. he was kind of like, all right, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. No, wait, no, fuck you. Here I go. It wasn't like every Money in the Bank match ever where they fucking right. have all the dudes outside and one dude just slowly climbs to the top rope and is like, I'm going to do it. And then or, everyone looks up or, like, oh, no, he's going to do it. Yeah, I think, that, I think that's that – we talked about, Jason, how, like, okay, it's just security guys there. They're just standing there or whatever. It's not like 40 – like the end of uh, TLC. Right. Um, and dove – or he speared Corbin on everybody where everybody's just like, oh, we're fighting, but, like, we're looking – at the guy that's up top about to fall on us, and we're like standing side by side, punching each other, not looking at each other. And then, oh, here he comes, so we can catch him. Right. So that's and that's not. Typical. And that's not just WWE that's guilty of that because that's just happened on AEW a couple times too. There was an incident with Nick Jackson, Jackson, or I think it was Nick, climbed the top of their stage and jumped off their entrance circle onto a bunch of guys, and it took forever. Like these guys were like trying to figure out like ways to get themselves to stay in that position long enough for him to jump on them when it was like so obvious what he was doing like they basically watched him climb all the way up there like it was so that's not just that's not just a wwe thing that seems like oh it's 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 like yeah it's like an every promotion thing you know speaking of botches on aew how about that Dark Order member with the phantom punches that just couldn't seem to connect with uh, good old Dustin Rhodes, who, uh, who, who, by the way, did like one of our tweets in an exchange we had with, uh, with Smart Henry. So uh, shout out to Dustin, friend of the show. Uh, wait, are, you, are you saying that, that Gold Dust is a friend of the show? Yeah, yeah, he liked one of our tweets, so he's a friend of our show. You're like that sad boy in high school who's like, my crush liked my photo. We're going to get married one day. Yeah, basically. Jericho retweeted us, so Jericho's a friend of the show, too. Yeah. I mean, he I, he retweeted a picture of his product that you posted. Damn straight. <laughs> so, Jericho, he's, friend of the show. He's, he's, our, he's our best friend, yeah. yeah. Well, hey, he's actually going to be on the next episode, in case yeah. anyone's wondering. Yeah. What, so happened stay to tuned. That, what happened to that video? The video we made, it got a bunch of likes and retweets, but Jericho did not. So maybe he's not a friend of the show anymore. Yeah, but, he's not. Yeah. He's yeah, like, you right. abused my relationship with you by expecting too much. He actually asked people to post videos of, uh, of them pulling out the bubbly. Well, apparently you just didn't pull out quite good enough, so he was not satisfied. Yeah, I guess, I guess we should have, in, in hindsight, we should have zoomed in on the bottle. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, because it looks like it just... You can't. You can't tell it was the little bit yeah. bubbly. Yeah, so. that's why I get. That's why I get for having my nine-year-old do the camera. So you know, next time we'll, we'll know. <laughs> wow, just makes that video so much weirder. Well, well the funny thing. Sorry, ten-year-old. The funny thing. The funny thing is, is like she was actually like pretty close to us, and like yeah. when you look at the video, it seems like she was oh, yeah, really yeah. far away. So yeah. it seemed way further back than what we really were. That's how much so. of the bubbly y'all been sipping at that and, point. And, she, and, and to her credit, she wanted to do a whole thing in iMovie and like set up like a like a trailer and stuff like that. And I should have let her do that, but it was like we were kind of cutting it close to midnight. And I was like, you know what? Let's just do this and get it over with and and have some fun with it. I always listen so. to the young people, man. They're the ones know, who are making I know, I know. like six figures on on YouTube and Twitter and Twitch and shit, man. While we're oh, over shit. here. A top fifty show of zero sponsors. Where's our goddamn Bluetooth sponsor? Right. 
I know. Yeah, we make right? jokes all the fucking time. That's my entire gimmick is just making fucking sex jokes all the time. And we no, have a Bluetooth sponsor. Bluetooth, Manscaped. <laughs> Manscaped, yeah, man. Don't nick or snag your nuts. We would be perfect for that shit. So we, we do. There is a sponsorship available right now through Anchor, which is what we record our podcast through. But it's they're like no no money sponsors. So I don't know if I need to like do some of these no mon- money sponsors to get real sponsors or what. But What's a, what the fuck's a no money sponsor? Like hey, you like suck our dick for free, and then maybe one day we'll give you some money. Like what the fuck's yeah, that they're, shit? They're like they're like uh, charity sponsorships. So they're ch- they're like uh, for charity. So there's no there's no monetary. We can't make any money off of it. We just like when you say charity, charity, like it's for a charity or yeah, we're charity. the charity. It's for a charity and we're the charity. It's both. Oh, like but see, yeah. I feel like we're 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 not behaved enough to make it okay to have a charity as our sponsor. That's probably true. I think there's <laughs> yeah. other like now that we're done talking about Batista's dick. Too. Let's talk about St. <laughs> Jude's and the dying children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so speaking of <laughs> speaking of skull fucking, see you have to shave your head. There, there are tons of pets out there who need your help. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Have right. your pet spayed or neutered. Yeah. Anyway, back to Batista's dick. No, we're, we're, <laughs> not, talk, we're not talking about Batista's dick. All right, let's let's get off. I bet that. he uses manscape. Oh, yeah, but I bet Lars helped. Never mind. Oh, <laughs> oh. Speaking of somebody who obviously loses, uses Manscape, uh, so John Morrison kind of made. His, <laughs> oh man, these segues today are on point. Oh my god! Like if the people aren't listening to this shit, they're missing out. So what, what do you guys think about this? So John Morrison, like, I feel like we talked about this months ago, so I don't know why this became news when it was broken on WWE backstage, but I feel like we knew he was coming back to WWE before he even said anything or before it became a thing. But, you know, they, they made the announcement of WWE backstage, and then he made an appearance on The Bump, which is a, a morning show on WWE Network. I think it airs on, like, Wednesdays and stuff like that. And then he had, like, a little bit of a small, like, cameo backstage role on SmackDown. So, like, how do you guys feel, like, with them bringing him back in this way? Is this kind of, like, lackluster? Or is it, like, oh, maybe they're just kind of easing him back in and they're just going to find a place for him? Like, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how I feel. I think that TNA wised up and started doing contracts with WWE where he can't compete in a wrestling ring for X amount of days after his contract expires. So they are doing what they can to keep people interested in, who were interested in him from TNA keeping their eyes on him until he can finally get back in the ring. That makes sense. Because otherwise there's zero reason for them to do this fucking uh, like dance around it bullshit. They would have just had him be like a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble or they would have had him just show up and be the one to attack Bray Wyatt or The Miz or something and start like an instant rivalry with like, or they would have had like, It seems something. like him and The Miz are going to be a tag team though. Which concerns Maybe. me because I don't, I don't want that. I'm sorry. Like I love The Miz. He's great. But from all the things I've seen of John Morrison since he left WWE, I really kind of want to see what they can do with him on his own, not with a fucking tag team partner. Yeah, yeah, but it's okay for him to start out in a tag team, and but it would actually make it okay if they ch- if they tagged for a minute and then Miz kind of continued his downward spiral. 
and attacked him, kind of making John the baby face and putting Miz back in that heel role. Because I feel like that's where they're going with Miz. Because uh, I mean, like he attacked Kofi. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like that's kind of like they're finally kind of playing. Because just like Seth Rollins, Miz belongs as a heel. He does not work as a baby face. They have tried it more than one time, and it doesn't work. If, if he's going to become a baby face, he needs to continue to do the things that people like when he's a heel and just not change himself. Let the fans change their reaction to him instead of him change who he is and his personality because <laughs> yeah. like, he works so much better in that heel role that it, it just, it just, yeah, I, I, I just don't buy him. Like I like, I love the Miz, but his best run was his best runs have been as a top heel, not as a baby face. Yeah, like he's the, the whole like worried family man because you know there's this crazy ICP motherfucker roaming around beating the shit out of people, and he's like, "D bro, you gotta save us all from the bad man. We got kids now. We can't have this." And then the fucking stupid vignette with like him and and his wife and daughter and the fucking creepy doll in the bed. I'm like, really? Why? Like this is just weird. I don't like it. Like he needs to go back to being just fucking my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut, dickhead Miz. Yeah, and it's like they're just like suddenly going away from him and the fiend. Now, it seems like. Just like boom, just like that with the whole thing. Because it seems to me like there's gonna be a feud between like him and Kofi or like him and Morrison and Kofi and Big E. So it's like is everything that just happened with the fiend like obsolete now? Oh, uh, I I think that they literally just needed something to kind of segue into Debray's like return and repackage. So they were like, well, him and the Miz have a long history, so we'll do this real weird fucking Family Guy angle of, and then. We'll bring back D. Bry and then just not care about the Miz anymore. Speaking of good matches, though, how good was their match on the last SmackDown? That match to see who was going to face the Fiend between the two of them, and I mean they basically wrestled three times, like two or three times that night because of the whole Baron Corbin thing with Roman Reigns and stuff like that. But you know they had a great match, and I mean Daniel Bryan, man, he is just on another level. Like he, like not that the Miz doesn't have really good matches to begin with, but you put him in there with Daniel Bryan, and it, it, it it's it's a four to five star match. I mean those guys tore the house down. Yeah, they just they complement each other very well. So yeah, I mean it, that was great. It, it really was, and it, it was believable that he even could win for a minute. And you know Bryan kind of tore. Turned it around on him, but I mean the way he was selling that knee and got him in the figure four. I mean it was it was it was good, and and they even and to WWE's credit, to the writing staff's credit, they set it up by having him having somebody tap to the figure four the week before, so it made that figure four look more dangerous. You know, what I mean that it can actually beat somebody. So wow, look at that! They're actually doing better storytelling. I love it. Yeah. So and well, that's what happens speaking, when the titles aren't relevant. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of fantastic storytelling and knee injuries, Randy fucking Orton salmon jacketed us all <laughs> with his performance with the whole AJ Styles. He sold the knee the Monday before. 
he had it wrapped up. He was ginger on it. They were in a three three person tag match. So you're thinking, oh, Randy must be a little banged up, you know. So they're they're trying to prevent him from from injuring it worse. And then you hear the story about him injuring it at a house show. He can't make the MSG show, and they they show him wheeling out in the wheelchair. I mean, how fucking good was that for him to come out and be totally fine? Right. Uh, that was just, that was fucking he, gold. He's just, you know, Randy Orton's just like on another level, and yeah. he, and that's the thing is he, he just is out there just kind of nonchalant with everything, and he's just he's just relaxed, yeah, and just cool. Where he feels he seems like he's so much more comfortable in his role than he was in the past. Like in the past, like I don't think I've ever seen him kind of flow this well when he was doing the whole like raid RKO thing or when he was doing evolution or any of that, like compared to what he's doing now, like he seems like he's actually enjoying himself and, ha- mm-hmm. and enjoys what he does. Um, and he's not, you know, in the back jerking off into people's lotion and stuff. I <laughs> was oddly specific, but yeah, I mean, you're totally right. <laughs> you ever heard about that? It was like, he used to like do some real fucked up shit. Like he was. I heard like, some of the fucked up shit he did. I think we've talked about, it, but I don't. I don't think I've ever. I I've never heard of a jack off into a lotion, but I haven't either. But uh, I've, heard, I've, heard, I've heard shitting in a bag, but <laughs> but yeah, because he, he shat in someone's bag. That was yeah, shitting on shitting in a bag and jerking into somebody's lotion. That's two completely different things. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like those are still very like much so both on terrible levels. Like here, like. I I don't know what's what's honestly worse. Like, oh, someone maybe wiped a little jizz on their face, or someone opens up their bag and there's just a human pile of shit there. I don't know. Uh, I oh, the I, ju- this, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> you ra- you rather? Oh my god! <laughs> no, you rather what? Go, just yeah, say, just say, just just say. Come on, you can't you can't just leave us hanging. So you mean to tell me you don't? So if one if you okay so you got to have one happen to you. <laughs> this is a good would you rather. All right, go ahead. Okay, would, would, right. Would ra- yeah, would you rather accidentally <laughs> wipe jizz on your face? Somebody else's jizz, not your own. Yeah, somebody oh, else's jizz yeah. that's com- combined with lotion. Fucking human excrement. That's <laughs> fucking vile. Fucking shit that was. Ugh. <laughs> what, what would you rather have? Well, let me ask you this question: Do I ever find out that someone jizzed in my lotion, or am I just completely oblivious and never know? Hmm. <laughs> I, I can always throw away the bag. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I could get over the fact that I had somebody else's jizz on my face. Like that just seems like I, I don't think I can. I yeah, I, nail that. I, yeah. I, I guess my point is, what is worse? What what's more uh, despicable? Yeah, I mean, they're both pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, True. I mean, one actively stinks and ruins everything in the bag. The other one, you just moisturized your skin with a little bit of salty on it. Like, oh, <laughs> like, oh my god! I t- I'm telling you right now, if we have if if our rankings go up like better. <laughs> We got some sick fucks out there. That's <laughs> like listening to our fucking show. Uh, I, 
think we got a title for the show. Would you rather? <laughs> would you rather sh- have someone shit in your bag or just on your face? <laughs> uh, I, I, I was kind of leaning towards you just moisturizing in with a little salty on it, but yeah, <laughs> that's just me. Oh, oh my god. We'll talk about oh, that. Oh, salty. All right. So, uh, <laughs> salty. I think we can all agree that it's a pretty bold move to either shit in somebody's bag or jizz in their lotion. So let's okay. go ahead and no, talk wait, about. No, no, we got a new T-shirt. So a lotion bottle, Mike. Oh and God! It says, a little bit of the salty. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Well, someone actually has to buy one of the other shirts aside from Jason before I'll make any more for the gimmick minute. <laughs> we still so, have a taker on on Jason's thing for the uh, Bukaki Warriors. Yeah, nobody bought that shirt. Surprise, nope. surprise. <laughs> Nobody wants to wear that in public. I get it. A bunch of pussies. I'll still, I'll still buy the shirt for the first. I'll still buy another shirt of your choice for the first person who buys a Bukaki Warrior shirt, though. But anyway, so after some, uh, you know, some some bold acts, we're going to move on to some bold predictions, even though oh, Kevin God. ruined my initial segue. So. <laughs> I thought we'd kind of do this rapid fire. We'll do them one at a time. Uh, we can start with Mike. Uh, you know, I don't know. We'll do three, four, or whatever comes to your mind. But uh, just do. We'll just do one at a time. So, Mike, what's what's your first bold prediction for 2020? My bold prediction is that we will see CM Punk at WrestleMania. Okay. Maybe not in the ring, but in some way, shape, or form, he is going to be at WrestleMania on the WWE Network's TV. All right. So, Mike, Punk at Mania. All right, what about you, Kevin? Uh, Ronda Rousey returns to win the Women's Royal Rumble. Okay, Ronda wins the Women's Rumble. Oh, man, how shitty would that be? Her first time showing up is, like, her taking the spotlight from the person who wins the Rumble, and then she fucking comes next year and just wins it. Yep. All right, let me. I'm gonna write some of these down. Bold predictions. So we got. Uh, let's see. There's Mike, Kevin, me. I'm gonna write these down because I want to see how many of them actually come true. All right. So Mike was Punk at Mania, and Kevin's was Ronda wins the Rumble. All right, so my first one is going to be that Drew McIntyre is going to win the Men's Royal Rumble, and he will go on to beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Wow. <laughs> what? Man, do we want to put money on this? Because I'm all for taking Jason's money. Oh, I, I, I just feel like that's kind of where they're, where they're building Drew, how they're building him on Raw. And uh, I think this is Drew McIntyre's time. And they need, like, kind of like McIntyre's what... time was a fucking like year and a half ago when he showed back up. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It, that was his time in NXT. This is his time now because he's 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 built back back up into this monster. He's beating two people at a time. And kind of like what Kevin was talking about, they need a champion that will have a little bit of an attitude and do whatever it takes to hold on to it. And I really think Drew McIntyre fits that mold. He can be that guy. 
I, I think he, he'll be that guy that'll do whatever it takes to beat Brock and win it. But then he'll also be that guy that'll do whatever it takes to hold on to it. And he can go back and forth as champion as a heel or baby face to really depending on who he's facing because he's that kind of guy. He's showing more personality. He's like he's kind of funny, but he's also being a dick at the same time, which is great. And I, I just I don't know. I, I just have this feeling that that they're finally going to give McIntyre that push he deserves. So that's that's just where I'm going with it. It's my yeah. bold prediction, damn it, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm just saying what, that. What's like your they... next one? What's what's my... bold prediction number two for you? So I can oh, shit man. on that. I I, <laughs> I was I was too busy judging you guys to think of another one. All right, we'll, we'll um, go with Kevin then. Kevin, what's yours? Yeah. <laughs> um, we will finally find out how big is Batista's dick. Oh god damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna write that one down. Boo! So you're uh, saying that Batista? Will hey, release- that's my bold prediction. <laughs> you can't shit on my bold prediction. Uh, so is it that Batista will release a sex tape so you can see the size? No. Uh, I think he'll just strip tweet it to Dana Brooke. That's my bold prediction. Uh, by accident? No, probably like yeah, he'll he'll mean to DM it to her, but then instead he asks her and and just sends it to her, and everyone gets to see it. And then an even bolder prediction. It's just as tattooed as the rest of him. <laughs> oh my god! All right, do we have a bold prediction that does not? <laughs> um, I'm gonna send a bunch of lotion to your house from Randy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Um, um, uh, my bold prediction is that. I want to point out to the listening audience that I sent them a text message with this (laughs) in it probably about a week ago at this point, warning them, like, this is how we're going to close out the show, just to show you how well prepared Michael really is. (laughs) For for the record, though, a week ago, I was on Christmas vacation dealing with friends and family, so I didn't have time to think of... Oh, you didn't. Oh, you didn't have time. Oh, you didn't have a you didn't have a plane ride from Arizona to and a delay at an airport that you couldn't have done maybe a little bit of research. Don't tell me you didn't have time. You had nothing but time in those those particular situations. First off, those ten hour days were exhausting. I was just focusing on not (laughs) like trying to run out on the runway in front of a plane and ending it all. (laughs) Well, that could have been a way to keep your mind occupied, but it's okay. Um, Okay, I got a bold prediction. All right, that Kevin, Roman Roman Reigns yeah. is going to win the Men's Royal Rumble, and he's going to go on and beat the Fiend at WrestleMania. See, mine is opposite of that. I don't think he'll win the Rumble, but I think he will face the Fiend at Royal Rumble. But I think the Fiend is going to beat Roman Reigns, and that's finally going to be what turns Roman heel. Ooh, I like it. Mm. We'll see which one of us is right. Don't think mm. it's going to happen, but I like it. Um, I think someone from NXT will win the Royal Rumble. Oh, all right. All right. I can see that. Well, I already gave mine, so it's really back to you, Mike, if you have another one, or we could skip to Um, (laughs) I think that Dominic will face Rey Mysterio (laughs) at uh, WrestleMania. (laughs) All right. And he'll come out to the Dominic the Donkey Christmas song. Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. 
Holy oh shit. God. All right, Kevin, what about you? <laughs> uh, mine kind of goes along with Mike's first one. I think CM Punk will compete at WrestleMania Ooh. against the American Dragon, Daniel Bryan. In the okay. show stealer. In the show stealer. All right. I guess my question would be why? Well, we'll find. We'll, we'll get there. Why not? Uh, yeah, because I would think if this is an AEW, we don't just make matches to make matches. We we tell stories. <laughs> um, I I really, really think that. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. I really think that uh, if he does compete at WrestleMania, I feel like it'd be more against Seth Rollins than it would be. See, I think you're he... both wrong. I feel like if anything, he would be the fiends opponent because he's the one person who wronged Bray Wyatt who isn't on the roster anymore so the Fiend can attack him on backstage and ag him on to be his opponent at Mania. That's actually pretty good. I like that. That's that's some fantasy booking right there. Damn right. Alright. I feel the other thing I feel like is that uh, my 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 third bold prediction is that Finn Balor will find himself on the main roster again before the end of the year. God, I hope not. But more is the Prince Devitt character. But you know that's that's beside the point. Yeah, only if it. Yeah, only if he's yeah. that. Because right now, uh, he but is... even even with him as that, like I just can't see. Because like the big problem with the main roster is they. They don't know how to play with all their toys at once, so they'll like grab a handful and the rest just go in the toy box and like get to chase around the twenty four seven title. And then like they just recycle like three toys each month. It and like I just don't see them utilizing him on the main roster. Alright. So uh who's up? Would that be You got any more? Uh, I feel like I've come up with like seven at this point. We only are supposed <laughs> to have three. Okay. All right. Kevin, you got any more? I mean, I said that fucking Batista's going to have a dragon tattoo on his dick. You're going to get a bunch of lotion from Randy Orton. I've got two CM Punk predictions. I mean, I've got NXT winning the Rumble. How many predictions do you need? God damn. All right. Fine. <laughs> Whatever. Kevin, you got any more? Mm, I'm just trying to think. This. How about the the women are gonna main event WrestleMania for the second year? You think it'll main event WrestleMania again this year? Mm-hmm. I think it'll be Becky and Ronda finally get that one on one main event. Okay, so Becky I can see that. Event. Yeah, yeah, that makes yeah have her come back win the Rumble and then that's the build. Um. Okay. Well, I just realized I think, something. I realized that? it has nothing to do with the women's title, but. Nia Jax die? No, she's just she had a knee surgery on both knees. She had scopes. Oh, okay, because I was like, I, mean, I don't th- I, like. She's like disappeared, and I'll, I was like, I just realized that like I haven't seen Nia Jax on television and no, since she'll, like she'll probably, she'll probably be a surprise entry in the Rumble because she um she's she's been training at the Performance Center like she's on her way. Back. I got you. It's just I've got of, another bold it's, prediction. It's a slow, slow process. Cheeto Dust will return. And she will either be in the <laughs> rumble, or she will face off against some random other female superstar at yeah, a random pay per view, if not Mania. I don't think so, because after the last one, she pretty much said she was done. So, 
Uh, but money talks, man. <laughs> well, she wants that payday. Taker was supposed to be done when he left his hat in the ring, and they keep throwing money at his ass, and he's like, you know what? My hip feels pretty good nowadays that I got a new one. <laughs> All right. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I really too much else that would be really significant. Uh, like, R-Truth will probably win the 24-7 championship for the 100th time before the end of the year. Although, did uh, you see that they... Um... The WWE like dot com uh, had that title as a retired championship, and then really? they yeah, and then they like quickly like uh, switched it or whatever. So I huh. there, there's a bold prediction: the twenty four seven title is going to go away. Yeah, I mean they haven't really done a whole lot like with it. Well, they, they had a fun, thing, they like, had a fun super thing on featured. Christmas. They had a fun thing on Christmas where it was. Oh, like, yeah, with like going around downtown New York and all that. Yeah, but that like, I feel it, like they went from this... featuring it like two or three times an episode to like once or twice a month. Yeah, yeah. it's. How about that boot? Like, speaking of which, though, when he I, I, on Raw, they ran in during Charlotte's match. How about the boot she delivered to. Uh, fuck, who was it? It was. Um, maybe it was. No. Fuck, who was it? I don't know. Whoever oh, it was uh it was Eric Young. He delivered a fucking boot to Eric Young and about knocked him like completely for a loop. That was great. But yeah, that was that was fun to watch. Anyway. Um and then I th- my last bold prediction is I finally think that the WWE will f- do something significant with EC three. Oh wow, that's super bold. That's that's very bold. <laughs> exactly. Man. Yeah. See, that's what this is supposed to be: bold prediction, not about Man. lotion and Batista's dick. About actual bold things that could happen. <laughs> the lotion the on the skin, wrestling. or my, gets my, the jizz again. My last one. My last one was that there'll be another significant WWE star that'll leave to go to AEW. Uh, I predict a, that Chris Jericho will continue to not get beat because AEW doesn't have anyone else that can make their title important. Oh, Moxley. Moxley's going to beat him. That, nah. they're, building to, they're building to that. Did you see that, you Jason? Know? I You and I talked about that. Um, Mike, somebody uh, said something about, like, oh, AEW, or uh, congratulations to Chris Jericho on being... The youngest AEW world champion in history. The yeah. oldest <laughs> AEW world champion in history. Uh, the only AEW champion in 2019. <laughs> the longest reigning, the defending. longest reigning, defending champion. He he was the uh, he was the uh, AEW champion for the entire decade. Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> A decade of dominance from Chris Jericho and AEW. So. Uh, but yeah, I mean they're totally they're totally building Moxley to beat him because he's trying to duck Moxley. He's trying to get him to join the what, what they, the inner circle and and do all that stuff. And it's it's just yeah, I don't know. I I, I really think that's where they're going with it though. What what say you, Kev? You you watch AEW a little bit more than Mike does, I think. Um, yeah, that seems like what where they're going. I I think a bold prediction for AEW. <laughs> where they need to go is to really make Kenny Omega like, you know, very well known. I know a lot of people know him, but not I mean, that's they need really... to make work harder to try to make him more of like a household name. Like, uh, yes, right. a house, a household he, he, name. He needs to be there. He needs to be there, like homegrown Chris Jericho. Yeah, it's kind of like, 
yeah, exactly. It, it, it's it, he needs to be like that main player, you know. I, I they, they need to do a better job with their women's division too. Like you just, I know we've talked about it before, but we just don't know who some of these women are, and they they don't really cut a lot of promos or do a whole lot of like character building with these girls. I mean, the world champion Rio. Like, okay, yeah, she's fun to watch. She's good in the ring, but she doesn't speak English. She doesn't talk like you don't know anything about her. Like, there's no reason to care about her being champion. And it just, the, the whole women's division just seems like completely, like, almost like dead in the water at this point. Yeah. But, like I said, I think we got to give AEW time. Oh, yeah. Without doubt. keep giving them time. And Without honestly, I, I've been getting a little, not a lot, but now and then, I, I still like what the nwa is doing the whole studio yeah, show nwa power stuff i need to start watching I, re- I really i don't watch it all the time and nor do i like want to or anything but bits and pieces here or there it, it's, it's good stuff like they're bringing back the uh world television title like the old school belt like the old belt they used to use in the 80s which i think is cool so um it's just a you know just a basic here's a studio show for like 20 people and we do some interviews and have our matches and it, it, it's something different. It's not anything that's going to take over anything or overpower anybody or anything. But like it has that. its place. That's all. Of them. That's, I mean, it has its, yeah, it has its place and that's, Hey, it's like, Hey, you know, I want to watch something a little different tonight. It's so a place where guys like Trevor Murdoch can go work and like, like yeah, oh, exactly. Trevor Murdoch. I remember him. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, like Nick Nick Aldis, I think is a really good hand. He's a group. I think he's a really good world champion. And you got James Storm in there. He's not bad. Yeah, so, I heard James guess, Storm wants to come back to NXT now. He's like, uh, uh, maybe I uh, should have stuck with that. <laughs> well, well, he he was their national heavyweight champion. He just lost it to the old Damian Sandow. Oh, who, who he's under a different name or whatever. But he's got this like he's like a karate master or something like that character so yeah. like he won Jesus. he won the he won the national heavyweight title and he puts like you know how they put like the stripes around your belt for like karate belts and stuff <laughs> so he's giving he he's, for every like good performance and stuff he's giving himself like stripes that's awesome around the that's belt so awesome that dude is so talented like i don't understand where wwe like that's that's one guy <laughs> That they really fucking missed the boat on. Like that guy right? is so talented. And oh, the whole just... the Mizdow thing was. Oh, I know that, that was gold, man. Fucking beautiful, man. It was almost like they punished him for becoming more over than the Miz. Yeah, like they right? were trying to they were trying to make the Miz like this this big star and like and 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 he he basically. <laughs> more I over. mean, the Miz carried both of the actual t- tag title belts, and he carried two toy tag team belts. right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guys, the guys, brilliant. Like, they, I mean, they, they really missed the boat on him. I, I, hundred uh, yeah. percent. And I, the other thing I want to say about AEW too is, like, I, I, I really think last week's show was one of their better shows. And I don't know if it was the fact that NXT didn't have a live show for them to go against, so maybe they relaxed a little bit and just went out and and just did their thing. So I think maybe if that's the case, they just need to go out and do their thing and not worry mm-hmm. so much about what else is out there. Just just go out and be them, and you know that they'll they'll I think they'll do way better taking that approach. Yeah, I mean the six man tag match was pretty good at the end, the main event. Um, yeah, and then that spot. I don't know if you, did you see that spot where Dustin Rose did the uh, somersault pile driver on the ring apron to save yes. Guerrero. 
Holy yes, I did see that. shit. Yeah. I mean, that was fucking yeah. phenomenal. Sammy Guevara is not going to last very long taking bumps like that. But yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> but he tweeted out like the next day. He's like, I'm alive. Because <laughs> it, it, vi- it, was, it was vicious. Like, it looked yeah. like his head legit, like the top of his head hit the apron. But like, he was. Uh, That's the hardest part of the ring. Yeah. Yep. But like, Dustin like did a phenomenal job. Like, it was just, it was so smooth and executed so well. But it looked so vicious. Fr- friend of the show, Dustin. Yeah, friend, good friend of the show. Dustin Not to get confused with former friend of the show, Chris Jericho. Right. right, right. <laughs> former, yeah. All of a sudden, former friend. He's been taken <laughs> off the list. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He didn't make the yeah. list because he didn't retweet no, it. No, right. now, now oh, he's no, he... got the Mexican of Le Champion. Yeah. I, I will say, though, that that tweet that he did retweet was seen by like 44,000 people. So I guess he's still a friend of the show. So, you know, yeah, I, I, I got to give credit where credit's due. Thank you. Thank it's you real easy to win show. you over, isn't it? You, you are Le Champion. Yeah. You either have to be a jobber who sends you tickets or just a fucking A lister who <laughs> fucking retweets your fucking... shit. Don't fucking call Dana Brooke a jobber. She's got a significant <laughs> role in SmackDown right now. Give her credit. She was somebody. I'm sorry. I, all yeah. I know is she did a fucking somersault and ass planted on on <laughs> Sasha Banks this week. All right. Well, you know the Centon bombs. You know she added to her repertoire. Give her a little credit for doing some different moves. All right. I mean, leave, I, leave I know that Carl on. Anderson always would joke about the fact that. Like Jeff Hardy would just dead weight when he yeah. did it, but yeah. damn, she fucking annihilated Sasha oh, for ass. Jeff Jeff Hardy even even admitted that too. If you saw the TV with uh, with the Edge and Christian and the Hardys, he was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, when I first started doing it, I used to protect like the person, but then I hurt myself a couple of times protecting the other person. So now I'm just like, eh, screw it. I'm just gonna protect myself. I don't care about you, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, she, you know, if you get a move over, I guess you can do that, right? But that'll probably be yeah. the last time Dana does it if she, like, hurts Sasha. <laughs> all right. So, anyway, all right. So, I guess that's a good time we can show out. We got some bold predictions in. We talked about the shows. We'll have more of a structured format next week when we're back with you. So, thank you for listening to this week's Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. We definitely appreciate it. Find us on social media at Live Your Gimmick. That's L I V Y O U R G I M M I C K. M O U S E. There we go. Okay. <laughs> and uh, you can also check out our parent company, which is Media Junkie, at Media Junkie Vids on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow everything we're doing there. We got some really good podcasts going out there for you. We got Fanboy Fight Club, which if you haven't listened to before is great. You can also find out information on that podcast at FBFC Podcast. Our buddy Jamar just started this awesome podcast called Why Are You a Gamer? So if you're into video games and you like that kind of nostalgic feeling, uh, actually, Michael and I have both been guests on that show, and it is a great conversation. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's getting a lot of plays, a lot of listens, so make sure you check that out. We have some really good content on our YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash mediajunkie. My voice cracked there a little bit. Was that what that chuckle was for? Um, and then Michael does some really good job. Does a really good job in making some really cool looking T-shirts that nobody buys. So where can you buy them, Mike? <laughs> you can continue to not buy them at tpublic.com. <laughs> 
If you want to find them, just simply type in Media Junkie, Gimmick Minute, or Family Fight Club, and it'll take you to my designs, and you can just click on the Volta Personality shirt from any, or the uh, store from any of those, and just look at my shirts and be like, oh, those are cool. And then continue to go back to Facebook or Instagram, because that's what everyone does. There you <laughs> oh go. There God. you go. Matrix and I'll tell you what, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to up my off and I'm going to, instead of just making it the Bukaki warrior shirt, I'm going to offer a BOGO to the first person that tweets us a picture of them wearing their shirt. I will personally buy them another shirt. How about that? So wait, so they, you, you're saying if they buy a gimmick minute shirt. Yes, a gimmick You'll minute buy shirt. Them another shirt. Okay. I'll buy them another shirt. Because right. you didn't really specify. You said if they take a picture of them wearing no, a shirt. Sorry, gimmick like... minute shirt. Yeah, <laughs> my fault. My fault. Yeah. One of All our right. shirts. Hold one of our I'm, shirts. I'm, tweet, I'm tweeting myself right now. I'm wearing a shirt. Are you? You're wearing one yeah. of the gimmick minute shirts? No, I'm just wearing a shirt. No, he's a bot one. Oh, <laughs> You're the only person who bought one of those shirts. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, anybody that li- that is li- that does not that is not a part of the podcast... <laughs> buys a gimmick minute shirt and t- tweets a picture at live your gimmick and uh puts it up on there we will you know i will personally go out of pocket and buy them another shirt of their choice off of tpublic.com it doesn't even have to be a gimmick minute shirt but it has to be from my store, store. you can't yes, just go to, take someone else out yeah it has to be one of my shirts which he has some really awesome ones i bought one on there my favorite one honestly mike that you did is the bebop and rock steady knuckle sandwich shop that yeah that is by far the best shirt that you have designed yet so i give you i'm pretty proud of that that one one. that one should be a huge seller for you because that one is fucking fantastic i've sold two one to me and one to you (laughs) (laughs) well maybe you can sell a third if somebody does that so anyway all right so thank you again for listening we appreciate it. Uh, anybody that's been a fan of the show, like I said, we want to hear from you. So please tweet at us. Please give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. Uh, leave us some reviews on on Apple Podcasts. And uh, definitely definitely get involved with our Twitter. We even have a Discord channel we can get you involved with as well. So subscribe, share, leave us a five-star review. Thank you again for listening. Always be a fan and remember to leave your gimmick. Thank you. Goodbye. It puts the lotion on the skin.